1: is all about the business side of entrepreneurship. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest with me, Dr. Nitin Choda. Let me tell you about him. He is an immigrant who arrived in the U.S. penniless in 2002 and in the post-9-11 world. He delivered pizza, slept in his car, and didn't have any money for winter clothes, but he was always a hustler. He became a licensed physical therapist, entrepreneur, author, and public speaker in 2007. He now owns and runs several multi-million dollar companies. He has over 30 employees, all of whom are remote and work from home. Welcome, Nitin. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction?
2: Gosh, Nancy, I don't think I could have done a better job. Thank you. I mean, uh, I appreciate that introduction.
1: Absolutely, and I bet the first thing going through all the listeners' head is, "How did he go from pizza to successful business owner? What happened?"
2: You know, um, uh, my mom always said to me that I should surround myself with people who are far smarter than I am, and uh, I think if I was to sort of, uh, if I was to um, distill it down to one thing, I would say that I have always made an active effort throughout my life to um, surround myself with people who um, were smarter than me, not necessarily, uh, you know, wealthy, because, you know, wealthy doesn't always mean successful. But I I always wanted to surround myself with people who were more successful, who knew what they wanted out of life, who who knew where they wanted to be emotionally, financially. And uh, that allowed me to aim higher and always sort of, you know, um, sort of try and get to the next level. I do that to this day.
1: That's good advice because I know a lot of times people hire people that are like them, and really the key is to hire people who are different, whether they're smarter or just they have a different skill set. Where did you live before you came here?
2: I was born and raised in Bombay, India.
1: Oh, okay. I was actually yeah. fortunate enough to speak in New Delhi, India, and it was really, really it was on the hottest day for sure. It was 120 <laughs> degrees. But I really enjoyed oh, yeah. the culture and the opportunity to speak in front of so many different people. So awesome! You talk about owning several multi-million-dollar companies. Tell us about some of those, and how are you able to let every employee work remotely?
2: You know, uh, that's that's interesting because you know there's two important questions there, and I think they actually um, the answers to the two questions actually are connected. So first of all. Um, uh, for everybody listening out there you need to ask yourself what kind of a business do you want to be in um, in other words do you want to run a lifestyle business where you have the flexibility to you know pretty much um work from home work your own hours travel when you want uh you know sort of essentially control your own day-to-day life or do you want to work in an office uh, do you want to work you know 9 to 5 uh you know, and you want to sort of work with team members around you. Now, both of them are good, right? There's no one model that's better than the other. For me personally, uh, the reason I have several businesses is because when one business succeeded, um, we used the the profit from that business to start another business. Um, and you know, I, I I just so that you know, I'm I have you know I'm a simple guy with simple, uh, you know, I own I don't own a lot of things, but you know, whatever money i make i use it to sort of start the next business and grow the next business and save i mean i still drive the same car that i had 10 years ago i still use the same macbook pro that i bought 6 years ago you know so i'm i'm not one to buy fancy things so one the success of one business should always lead to uh you know either savings or long term planning or financial planning or retirement planning or you know or or it should serve as, you know, as a, as a, as a launch pad to the next business. With regards to the second point, one of the reasons I can live a lifestyle, uh, sort of uh, one of the reasons I can sort of be flexible with my life is because I work from home and all my employees work from home and you've got to sort of find people who, who uh, can work from home. Not everyone is, is sort of, uh, uh, is built to work from home. In fact, I would say it's harder to work from home than it is to work nine to five because you need to be twice as disciplined than, than, you, know, than you normally would be. So I intentionally chose that route because um, I, I, you know, I, I'm able to then pull employees from all over the world. I have no geographical restrictions. I am able to identify uh, motivated, focused people and we are able to achieve as much if not more than a company of 30 people working together uh, because we hire the right people, we put the right people in the right roles, and one business sort of feeds the next business. Because we have the same employee literally doing multiple things in multiple businesses. For example, we have a designer who designs images, websites for all the businesses. We have someone who does customer support for 3 out of the 4 businesses. So it's a very lean and mean company that has you know many different activities going on inside it, if that makes sense.
1: That totally makes sense. And I like that you're giving, what I'm sensing is that you're giving people their superpower. So if somebody is just good at images, make sure that they do images for everything versus hiring different image people. So very, very smart. You touched on something important about it's different working from home than working in an office. And I love working from home because I'm very disciplined. My husband, on mm-hmm. the other hand who's an employee who gets to work from home, really misses the interaction at the water cooler. How do you you blend that so people still have the... they're productive, engaged, and successful, and still have connection?
2: You know, that's an excellent question. And uh, just going back to something you mentioned uh, earlier, um, having the right person in the right role is so important. I just want to quickly touch on that before I answer your question. Um, I think that... um, us as business owners, when we find someone that we that we know we can rely on, we tend to depend on that person a lot. I mean, how many of us listening can identify with the fact that you have one or two key people in your company, and you kind of throw tons of things at them, or you are one of those key people and you get tons of stuff thrown at you? Right? We all know what I'm talking about. The thing though is, in a company, you need to have what I call as a, sort of a a balanced approach. So that one person isn't overloaded with a lot of things. You know, uh, all of us should be supporting each other. So, in a sense, all of us need to be all-rounders. Um, you know, uh, the same person in my company can do customer support, can do a little bit of social media, and can also do a little bit of you know quick image design using online tools. So that this way, if one person is not available, or we lose a person, or someone's sick, we can still sort of you know carry on without without sort of getting stuck. And now, you know, sort of to to answer your point, um, I think your husband, because he loves the water cooler conversation, uh, I think it's great. I don't don't think working from home is a good fit for him regardless, you know, in any situation because he he needs that social interaction. The kind of individual who can work from home, and by the way, I'm one of them, is a kind of individual who is extremely focused, extremely disciplined. And at the same time, look, we all need that social interaction. Uh, and at the same time is is sort of able to uh, sort of can get by or is satisfied with, you know, the Skype phone call, the group video calls, uh, because there's a whole lot of calling that goes on. I mean, literally we're, you know, we're sort of doing group calls all day long. So that, you know, for a home-based sort of worker, uh, for someone who has that DNA in them to be home-based, is enough. But for a lot of us, you know, it's not enough, right? You want to see the person, you want to, you know, sort of interact face-to-face, which is fine, which is fine. But I think you need a specific type of person who knows what needs to be done, gets it done, and can get it done without interacting face-to-face with other people. And I think a lot of companies are approaching it that way, although it's it's not a good fit for all companies, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, it's, it's a good fit for companies that are my size. I mean, obviously, if we were to double or triple, then at some point, I would need to get an office uh, with at least, you know, some staff with me, because, you know, things get done at a different pace. But again, it's not for everyone, I would say, I would say that home based employees are a good fit for, you know, certain companies up to 30 to 40 employees doing, you know, maybe up to 10 or 15 million dollars a year. Beyond that, I would say, it makes sense to have some sort of an office, some sort of a physical presence with a bunch of team members interacting, you know. But uh, like I said, you know, it's different strokes for different folks.
1: That's a really good insight. I used to work for IBM, so we had – I managed over 250 people around the world, quite a few were from India in mm-hmm. your location, Hyderabad. Do you know that one as well, Hyderabad? Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah I'm actually uh, from Bombay, but I know Hyderabad, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I got to visit there as well. And what I'm seeing now, so I've been out of the corporate world for about three years, many companies are bringing, that used to allow remote working, are bringing people back together. So we're, are you mm. seeing that same trend?
2: Yes, yes, that is that is a trend because uh, people, you know, because I think management is finding that people tend to be a lot more productive if, uh, you know, if, um, if that happens. So uh, I think there's a, there's a sort of a corporate, uh, sort of a very high level corporate decision and a determination that that will lead to higher productivity, higher employee satisfaction, which I'm sure is true. Uh, I, it's just that for our situation with our company, uh, you know, we're we get a lot of stuff done, even though a lot of us have never even met each other
1: we could probably even take this a step further and apply it to entrepreneurs because it can be, leaving the corporate world and being an entrepreneur for some people could be very, very lonely. And I think they try to fill in the gaps of loneliness by just being busy so they get distracted on social media or with shiny objects or whatever so that people that are entrepreneurs on this call can kind of think about that as well let me ask another a different change the topic a little bit you've got something called the EPSSI principle what is EPSSI
2: so total activation is a book that I wrote 10 years ago it's a philosophy that I practice it's actually the name of uh, one of my companies and so when I wrote the book 10 years ago uh, keep in mind I moved from India to the US so you know you're talking about an immigrant who Uh, who has had a chance, I'm 39 years old right now. I spent the first 24 years of my life in India. Uh, Having seen, having lived for, you know, 15 15 plus years in the United States, I've had a chance to compare Indian culture with with, uh, American culture. There are a lot of things in Indian culture that we can learn from as Americans. And there are a lot of things in American culture that honestly, people in India, people in other parts of the world wish they had. I'm not just talking about, you know, the freedom that we enjoy and the standard of living, but I'm talking about the access to high-quality skincare, high-quality nutritional supplements because of, you know, the way our systems are structured, right? Uh, you know, in, in other parts of the world, there are no systems. There is no FDA. There is no, you know, GMP standard. Um, there's no, you know, there's no concern about animal testing versus not animal testing. So I uh, the philosophy of EPSSI combines the best of the East and the West, and it's basically a five-step philosophy geared towards uh, living what I call an activated lifestyle. E for emotional health. Make sure you do things that make you happy. It could be something as simple as you know, um, uh, do sort of talking to people that make you happy talking to friends talking to family or it could be something as simple as you know taking a break from work and you know maybe going for a short walk down the hallway something that sort of gives you a break and allows you to emotionally unwind so that's e for emotional p for physical it's it's obvious you know do something to raise your heart rate or eat healthy just just take care of yourself physically uh, even if it means you know it doesn't have to be an hour of zumba it could be you know, 10 minutes of climbing up and down the stairs during your lunch break. As uh, for social, make sure you surround yourself with people or associate yourself with people that, you, in, you know, you like and that you want to be like. That also means you disassociate yourself with people that make you unhappy or that pull you down or that discourage you. And we all know of individuals like that. Some of them are in our own family, in, in, for some of us. As uh, for spiritual, have a sense of purpose, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, whether it's religion, whether it's just an attempt to pay it forward to help others who are less fortunate than us, just uh, some sort of an awareness that, you know, you're a small part of a bigger picture. Uh, So that's as for spiritual. And finally, I for intellectual. Do something to challenge your brain on a daily basis. It could be something as simple as, uh, you know, solving a crossword puzzle. Uh, It could be something as complex as learning to play a musical instrument or learning a new language. Heck, it could even be you know, reading a little bit every day so that you feed your brain with new incoming information. So, the EPSSI philosophy is about emotional, physical, social, spiritual, and intellectual activation, so that you can live, uh, you can live a higher quality of life. And I think it's going to matter a hundred years from today. You know, it's it, because these are fundamental things, right? Uh, you can have fitness trends come and go. You know, you can have social media come and go, but fundamentally, as human beings, we need to be emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually, and intellectually connected and activated.
1: What a great principle. I like that. Very cool. And you also talk about, there's something on your website and your blogs about private practices like doctors, dentists, lawyers. We have a lot of listeners like that. What are some of the marketing and revenue generation tips you talked about on your blog for private practices?
2: So, Nancy, I'm a licensed physical therapist. So um, before I had a chance to, you know, write the book, uh, you know, I've been a licensed physical therapist for a long time. Um, So as a physical therapist, you know, I worked with patients, but I found that my sort of uh, my passion, my interest, my my expertise lay primarily in business coaching, um, helping my team develop software that would help physical therapists be more efficient. And that's sort of where I come from. Those are my roots. Uh, Total activation is uh, obviously, you know, uh, something that is closer to my heart because it it sort of helps everyone, not just physical therapists, grow their businesses. So, yeah, I mean, um, in terms of business building tips, just to give you a general idea, I think marketing should be approached in three simple steps. One is the initial awareness where someone who doesn't know about you sort of becomes aware that you exist. The second is uh, you know, what I call indoctrination. It sounds a little strange, but honestly, it's simply educating the other person about uh, the fact that you know what you're doing, either showing them testimonials or giving them information about the benefits of what you have to offer. And the third step is conversion, where a person who is a stranger or a suspect or a prospect now becomes a customer. So I think marketing should be approached uh, you know, in three simple stages, awareness, Indoctrination and conversion. I'll give you an example. The way you can do it on Facebook is, let's say we want to sell our skincare products and nutritional supplements to women over 45. We start with an ad that the ad doesn't say, "Hey, buy our stuff," right? That that's that's that doesn't make any sense. The ad says, "Here are five skincare tips for older women." So that's where we are, sort of uh, positioning ourselves as someone who is giving information, gaining awareness. Once they read the article. Then they see ads about our products, about the benefits of our products, about other customers who have been satisfied with our products. That's when they become indoctrinated. And When we do that enough, we have you know some of those um, uh, prospects become customers because now they say, you know what, let me give you some money and try your product. So a person goes from a prospect to a customer when they either give you their time. In other words, they read your article, they interact with your post, they pick up the phone and call you, or when they give you their money, which is when they uh, engage in a transaction. So, our marketing is focused on awareness with high-value content, indoctrination with the benefits of our uh, of our product or service as a next step, because now they are aware of us, and finally conversion into an actual customer. After which we, you know, have referral programs. We try and make sure our customers remain happy with us as best as we can because you you can't keep everyone happy all the time as much as you want to. It's just not possible. Kind of like the simplest analogy I can give you is, you know, when you go into a bar, you're not going to go up to someone and say, hey, what do you want to name our kids? (laughs) You don't do that, right? Right, right. Too soon. Exactly. It's about, you know, getting to know someone, um, gaining their confidence, gaining their trust legitimately. And then, and then asking for the sale.
1: Great tips. So let me ask a fun question that we ask on every show because it's all about productivity, and thank you for weaving in some tips throughout our, our conversation. Nitin, if you had one more hour in your day, so 25 hours every day, how would you spend that extra hour?
2: I would actually spend that hour reading because there's so many things that I want to read about that I just don't have the time to do, because I think when you read, you're absorbing uh, someone else's sort of uh, uh, best ideas. You're 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 sort of gaining, you're tapping into someone's brain essentially when you're reading. So I would read. I mean, I can give you a long list of stuff I would actually read, but uh, and the things that are on my on my list. But yeah, I would I would read or I would consume content, whether it's listening to an audio book or even watch. Uh, watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast. I would I would consume content.
1: I love that answer. That's on my list too. If someone asks me that question, I am also reading more because whenever I come, even if it's one idea after I get out of that book or I get some great copywriting ideas, whatever, it, it's totally worth my time. And if it's not a good book, then I don't finish it. I don't feel like I have to right. read every book cover to cover anymore at my age. <laughs>
2: right. Good point. <laughs>
1: kind of cool. So I wanted to ask yeah. you if there's anything else pe- that you want to talk about that we didn't cover or if people want to work more closely with you, find your book. How do people do that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if anyone if of anyone, your listeners want to visit TotalActivation.com that's TotalActivation.com they can also go to uh, Facebook.com I'm sorry, they can go to Facebook YouTube, Twitter and just, you know, search for our handle Total Activation they can find us. And Nancy, if they mention your name and contact us through the contact us form, I'll do one of two things for your listeners. If someone mentions your name and says they heard the Nancy Gaines podcast and uh, they mention your name, then we'll do, uh, if they want our products, we'll email them a discount code. And if they want uh, any business advice, they can mention your name and I'll have my team forward that to me as long as your name is in there. And I promise I will get back to them. It may not be right away, but I will get back. It's my way of paying it forward and thanking you for the opportunity to be on your show. Uh, just use the contact us form at TotalActivation.com.
1: Excellent. How generous. So listeners, that's TotalActivation.com to check out all this amazing information and products that Nitten has, and it's going to be totally worth your time, I'm sure. And thank you for being so generous with your time. Thank you for being on the show, Nitin. You provided tons of value. Listeners, I just added some speed consulting days on my calendar for fall. This is where you and I work together for a full day to accelerate your business instead of coaching, which can take many months. Go to nancygaines.com slash scale to learn more. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, Go out and gain the advantage.
0: You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.